Hello, New York sports fans. We are back with another episode of the Jersey Turnpike Boys. I am Zach, along with my co-host, Nick. Nick, what's going on? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I want to just talk a little bit about, we'll jump right into this on the episode here. It's been it's been a weird season this year with baseball specifically and Aaron Judge. Now, what Aaron Judge is doing as we talk right now, um, he's one home run shy of tying Roger Maris' all-time uh, season home runs of uh, 61. I think something we haven't really talked about is something that I feel like has been missed a little bit is the appreciation of what we're witnessing. We might be witnessing one of the greatest seasons from a hitter, not in New York, just in New York sports history, but just in general. And because of Aaron Judge's contract situation, I feel like we haven't had enough time to appreciate it. I don't know, Zach, what do you think about that as an outside source in this situation? I feel like over the last week, we've been appreciating it a lot. And as a Mets fan, I'm tired of hearing about judge, judge, judge this, judge this. Uh, the Mets actually set a record this week by setting the MLB record for most times getting hit by a pitch in the season. So let's take a second to appreciate that record as a Mets fan. Buck Showalter got the ball to celebrate. But yeah, I, I mean, Aaron Judge is having an historic season. Uh, Going to be the first... He, so it looks like he's going to be the first Triple Crown winner since, I think, Miguel Cabrera in 2012. Uh, he, breaking a record that hasn't been broken 60 years. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously an extremely impressive season. Uh, yeah, this is one of the greatest seasons from a hitter ever. I think we can both agree with that. If not the greatest season from a hitter ever. So, yeah, what he's doing, what he's doing is, like, unprecedented. He's doing some pretty incredible stuff right now and it's hard to just really appreciate because like i said there's most of the talk has been about the contract at the end of the year and if he's gonna come back to the yankees and you know it's hard to kind of enjoy it's hard to imagine this because because the more he continues to do this i feel like the more it hurts the more harder it's going to be to sign it back at the end of the year and i feel like yankee fans haven't enjoyed it and you know Regardless what happens with the contract, we're going to be talking about this season that he had for a long time in our lifetimes. Yeah, without a doubt. And think about where this Yankee team would be without Judge this season. Well, you guys would absolutely collapse in the second half. He carried you the second half of this season. Thanks to baseball analytics. So, Judge's war, which I'm sure you know what the war stat is at this point, it's 10. So, Yankees would be maybe scratching for a wild card spot right now if uh, Judge wasn't on this team. If Judge didn't exist, so we'll see. I know we'll look back on this. We may never see another season like this in our lifetime, Zach. And I know, hopefully, any Yankee fans listening, and you know myself included, we're trying to maybe enjoy a little bit, try and forget about the contract, but certainly overlooks a little bit, which is a little bit of a shame, but. It is what it is. Um, you know, 62 is hopefully coming over the next coming days. He hit 60 the other night to tie Babe Ruth for uh, home runs in the season. Now we just need one more to get to Maris, and then one more after that to break the record. Now, I know we talked a little bit about this before we put the mics on, Zach, but six, the 60-second home run ball that Judge will probably hit in the upcoming week, Days or weeks. 
Now, I want to hear your thoughts on it. I know you don't know what the value of the baseball is. I've learned what the value of this baseball will be. Potentially. You learned the value what it be potentially. Yes. So let me ask you the question. If you caught Aaron Judge's 60-second home run, what would you do with it? Hmm. Tough question. Uh, I would see what the Yankees had to offer. The Yankees are obviously going to reach out and make some sort of an offer. Okay. Uh, I I might honestly like do some research myself. Maybe like if I can meet with an appraiser or someone before. Uh, I would try to do that. From the Yankees to take the ball. Off the bat, maybe like lifetime season tickets. Um. like a meet and greet with the team. Maybe if I had... Uh, maybe pay off some debt. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's kind of tough to say, but it'd have to be like at least season tickets like forever. Uh, and it'd have to be like at least... Like a meet and... It also depends. If I was a diehard Yankee fan, I'd probably be more willing. But as a okay, Mets fan... Let me switch gears on this now because I know we're talking about Aaron Judge. Let's say Pete Alonzo did this. Let's say this is Pete Alonzo that hit this home run. What would you do then? Would you give the ball back? Or be more tempted to give the ball back? Yeah. Alright, so you'd be more tempted because... If they gave me, like, season tickets, they gave me a good package... Maybe I... And and they gave me, like, 50 grand cash. (laughs) That wouldn't hurt. Okay, Zach. So now I know I was fooling you with this answer before. What's it worth? I really want to know. My guess? What's your guess on what this baseball is worth? It's over 100,000, right? Just say yes or no on that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, It's definitely over 100,000. I don't know. 750,000. This baseball that someone will cash in the coming days, possibly, is worth over $2.5 million. It's been valued at already. That is, that is, it's disgusting that it's valued at that much for a baseball. Uh-huh. Now, now, let me ask. So, I've already heard what your answer would be if you caught that ball. Knowing now that's worth over $2.5 million. Does that change your thought process on what you're doing with it if you catch it? Probably a little bit. That's like life, <laughs> that's like life-changing money. That is life-changing money. And I will... I will be honest. I'm, See, for I like half a million, like, I'd probably maybe like, that's still even, even much. I mean, it's really just, I don't know. Maybe, it's a very subjective question that I'll say you this. debated what you'd give up for like, it. From an emotional standpoint, if I caught this baseball, I would give it back to Judge from an emotional standpoint. But from a common sense standpoint, knowing this thing is worth $2.5 million. Yeah, that's hard to give how up. How can I not? How can I not go to auction with this thing? Yeah, and that'd be that'd be pretty I, tough. I think I'm, I think Two and a half mil. That's like winning. That's like a lottery ticket. It's like basically hitting lotto. It's catching that I ball. I march out of Yankee Stadium and march straight to the uh, auction uh, building and get the two point cash for my two point five million. If it was, if it was like a cheaper ball. Yeah, in like a fifty thousand dollar range. Yeah, I'd probably give it back and get some really nice benefits back. But 
you know, knowing I have something that I could sell for $2.5 million in my hand if I caught it, I'm absolutely walking out of the stadium and getting the money. That is life-changing money. You've already said it. I'm selling it. Yep. Some guy's gonna, some man or woman's gonna come out of Yankee Stadium or wherever, Judge. I think it's inevitable that he's gonna break the record, come out of the stadium with a winning lottery ticket that night. Yeah, it must be to have that ball too, because especially all the attention that's on this record. Like, I'd actually be a little afraid for my safety. I don't know about you. I would. I, 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 they probably escort them out by, like, security. Yeah, but... I, I've watched videos of when Barry Bonds broke the home run. I, like, it was so long ago, I really don't remember it, like, live too well. But I've saw videos of the person who called the ball and security's, like, all around them, protecting them. Because, yeah, yeah. like you said, it could be pretty dangerous. But, but you know what it is, Zach? That security is not really going to be there with you once you get out of Yankee Stadium. Maybe they escort you to your car. Once you're in that car and people start to know your name that you have that baseball, <laughs> that's some scary stuff too. Actually, thinking when you really think about it, definitely. So I don't know. I take it. I just cash that for two point five mil if that was me. Yeah, now knowing it's two point five mil, I'd probably, I'd probably cash out. It'd be, it'd be very tough for the for even, the Yankees to offer me a, a package that entire thing. It'd be very you hard for the Mets, yeah, to offer the package. By Pete Alonso, two point five million. You're still cashing it out. Yeah, unless the Mets, the Mets have to do something. I feel like Stevie Cohen that would put together a package that might you might want to listen to. <laughs> Stevie Cohen, he would give you stock and convince you, like, all right, like I'm gonna invest <laughs> your money for you. I'll manage your money. I'd be like, well, all right. <laughs> Well, we kind of are on the subject of the Judge and the Yankees. They have played a little bit better late. Hopefully, wrapping up a playoff spot in the division soon. Somehow, the Mets have uh, clinched the playoff spot before the Yankees. Um, Mets need the division. They... We'll talk about them too, just because there's not that much else to talk about the Yankees besides uh, besides Aaron Judge. But Zach, the Mets need to capitalize on some. Mistakes by the Braves and the teams they're playing. And I feel like they have and they haven't. Well, the Mets were hot. They won what, six or seven in a row uh, until their 6 nothing loss against the Brewers the other night. Well, other and day. Atlanta but Atlanta was hot, too. They were on a nice winning streak. I mean, we didn't take it. We didn't capitalize on Atlanta losing to the Nationals. Like, the Nationals find a way to claw to win, but. And the Mets have been pretty solid lately, and the Nationals are just, I mean, not the Nationals, but the Braves are just as, they've been just as solid. It's been tough for the Mets. A uh, couple injuries, too, but yeah, this is a real dogfight, but at least at least the Mets clinched a playoff spot, but I think we can all agree from their celebration in Milwaukee the other night, this team still got a chip on their shoulder. They're still hungry. They didn't really party too hard after clinching that spot because... They know they know it's important to win the division and the work's yeah. not the work's not done. We, we didn't record last time. Last time we recorded, they haven't closed the last spot yet. I will say, I watched a little bit of celebration. Yes, they had some beers, hung out, celebrated, took some pictures. But yeah, that impressed me. And you know who I'm going to give all the credit to of why that is. 
It's Buck Showalter. I knew you were going to say Buck. Yeah. He's setting the tone in that clubhouse. And the players have all responded really well to it. And that's a great example of a man who really does have control of his clubhouse. Is the Mets, yes, they got the playoff spot that they were hoping for in the first one in six years. But it was still, job's not finished. Yes, we can give some hugs. Yes, we can have a couple of beers, be happy for a little bit. But we still got a long way to go and a lot of business to take care of. And that's how Buck Walter is. And that's how this Mets team is. And it's... Great to see. I don't know. I'm I do like Buck Showalter, so I'm happy to see that happen and see what impact he's having on the Mets, even as a Yankee fan. Yeah, this team remains as focused as ever. They have a big series going to Oakland. This is a series the Mets really oh, need to dominate. Oh, you, if you don't believe Oakland, like, I don't know. This is where I'm going back to. The Mets need to capitalize on this opportunity. You can't not sweep Oakland. Uh, yeah, you have Oakland, and then you have two against Miami at home. You before you got the Braves, before you go to Atlanta for the Braves. You have to win five of those six games, five of those next six. They have to. You have to. You have to. You can't not do that. At least what it looks right now, uh, how the rotation's looking right now when they have Atlanta on the 30th, the 1st, and the 2nd, it looks like it's going to be Bassett to Grom Scherzer, which, which is, is what awesome. you want. Yeah. Which That's lines up TV. perfect <laughs> for the, the Mets. Must watch TV. I love it. But well, we'll see, Zach. It'll be uh, interesting moving forward. Now, you know, we're talking about great moments in New York here, and what's happened recently with Aaron Judge. Do you think one of the greatest moments in history happened on Sunday in Cleveland? Oh. It's been a while ago. <laughs> I'm thinking of uh, it's been a few days. It's been a few days, but yes, the Jets did pull out a miracle. Uh, Mr. Joe Flacco getting the job done, getting the job done for the Jets, 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 and a big comeback, comeback in Cleveland uh, against a clean a Cleveland Browns team. That I feel like just doesn't care right now. They're just kind of banking on Deshaun Watson coming back and playing well, but. Yeah, I mean, good for the Jets to get a win. You know, maybe we should – people taking receipts got to watch out for these guys. <laughs> the receipts were certainly uh, checked uh, this past weekend. Now, you know, I've been maybe the numbers near the last few days talking about the value of this judge home run. When Cleveland went up 13 with a minute 55 left, Zach, what do you think the chances of the Browns winning the game was? Oh, I saw 99.9. It was ninety nine points. It was ninety nine point six to be exact. Okay. Yeah. So point zero four chance of um, the Jets coming back and winning this game, and they freaking did it. And you know what is too? It's not just that they pulled that win off and that there's that no quit attitude. Well, that's actually the thing we can bring up first. Is even with all the drama that happened with Salah this week. Even with going down 13 with a minute 55 left, you can see how talking, even like how I just talked about Buck Showalter with the Mets, how Robert Sala has a grasp on this locker room and that they continue to fight and they battled and they came back and won that game. And that kind of shows too, the players are fighting still. I think that means the coach has a... 
I don't know if you agree with that, Zach. No, the coach definitely has control of this locker room. And I just wanted to give a shout-out, big shout-out to Garrett Wilson. He played an incredible game, two touchdowns. I mean, he looked great. It's good to see uh, Corey Davis get that 66-yard touchdown pass, too. Corey Davis was pretty quiet last year. I think we can both agree with that. And when he when the Jets signed him going into last season, you expected him to be a big a big player for you guys, and you expected him to be your leading receiver. He just didn't deliver last year, but good to see him get the good play and just just yeah, just incredible comeback behind win from this Jets team that desperately needs to get wins. Even Brees Hall, seven carries for fifty yards. That's what you want to see as well. And- you know, I think this really talks about, well, the Jets did this, pull off this win, scored 31 points against the Browns. I think it really does show what talent this Jets roster really does have. And you know what it is? This is still without, yes, Flacco's played really well in reality since he's uh, since he's had a start these last two games, including being, what, isn't he top five in passing yards right now, I'm pretty sure? He might be. He's gone for over 300 both games, he's, right? He's, he, he he's third in passing yards right now. He's third in passing yards right well, now. Well, he also had, like, he's he's had a lot of attempts. He had 44 attempts this past weekend in Cleveland. And then and again, like, in our opener, he had, like, over 50. I think he had, like, 55 yeah. attempts. Yeah. And, yeah, so Flacco's throwing five TDs, which is eight, ranked eighth in the league right now. It's a one interception. 616 yards through two games. So, Flacco's played well, and I think it brings up an interesting point. I know you're going to probably agree with me on this. There's two things with this. I also want to point out the hypocrisy of Jet fans. Because all I heard last week when they lost to the Ravens is how bad it looked, how it's a waste of a season, how having a statue and Joe Flacco back at quarterback in there is a waste. Now, Flacco has one good game, or a better game than he did last week, they win. And I keep hearing this conversation about should Flacco start, continue to start when Zach Wilson gets back. And it, it's mind-boggling to me. I guess it's just typical fans in general, too, that a complete 180 has happened on Jet fans' thoughts of Joe Flacco being the starter. Oh, Do yeah. you kind of agree with that? It's like the Mike White situation last season, right? When Mike White won, we were praising him like he was a god. I think you remember the Mike White hysteria, Nick. But- but here's the problem, Zach. No, people were thinking uh, play him over Zach Wilson, which is insane. If you think that. if you think Joe Flacco should play over Zach Wilson, you, that's just wrong. Like, but, there's no argument for that. But the problem I have is these same people that are saying this now were the same people who are bitching and complaining about how Joe Flacco was in there last week against the Ravens. It's recency bias. It's recency so bias, Nick. Bias. Let's try to sink up here. I think Joe Flacco's put up some good numbers. I don't think he'll, if he played all 16, 17 games this year, he's going to put up this case. But I think I think the things are right now, Zach Wilson's still young. So his football IQ is not where Joe Flacco is. I think what Joe Flacco does really I mean, well Joe is, Flacco's a former Super Bowl MVP. I mean, Jack, Joe Flacco's played... Joe Flacco's gonna he's like 37, 37, 38, yeah. he's around there. He's been in the league probably like 15 years at this point. Has yeah. had some had good like, amount of success like in Baltimore. Like like I think if you're asking 
between the two Jet quarterbacks, I think if you're asking for one quarterback, which one's going to make the right decision at the time and read the defense better, it's going to 100% be Joe Flacco over Zach Wilson. I think there's no doubt in that, that Joe Flacco knows where the ball should go and will make the right read more times than not than Zach Wilson. But Joe Flacco is not mobile. Joe Flacco's arm strength is probably not nearly as good as Zach Wilson's. It, Zach Wilson just has more potential right now than Joe Flacco can, and that's why you start Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's only going to get better by doing that. The, the Jets' ceiling is a lot higher with Zach Wilson a quarterback than it is with Joe Flacco a quarterback. 100%. That's really the simple fact about it. Yes, they won a game with Joe Flacco in there, and Joe Flacco hasn't necessarily played bad. And yes, maybe when Zach Wilson comes back, maybe that performance won't be as high as what it was. But if Zach Wilson reaches his potential, the Jets' full potential is going to be 10 times higher than what would be of Joe Flacco's current potential. Because realistically, I think we've gotten more than expected from Joe Flacco in the two games he started. Uh, just the ceiling is not that high with Joe Flacco as your quarterback. And the ceiling is much, much higher with Zach Wilson as your quarterback. And if you want Zach Wilson to get better, I think you just got to – there might be some growing pains and Jets fans get frustrated, and I get it. But you just got to let him go out there, play. He might he, – yeah, he's going to throw a couple bad interceptions here and there. But look at Peyton Manning. Look at Josh Allen. Look at Josh Allen. It took him even a couple of years to get his feet wet. And look at Josh – I mean, we're all saying Josh Allen's going to be the MVP – He's the next great thing. I mean, it's going to take a little bit of time. It might get a little ugly, but yeah, you definitely have to run Zach Wilson out there. See what you got. You invested so much in him, taking him number two overall. So yeah, you got to you got to run out and play there. No, no doubt about it. I agree, Zach. I agree. We'll see. Jeff fans just need to celebrate their win now and celebrate when their quarterback comes back. Yeah, let's talk about uh, Big Blue with the 1916 win over Carolina uh, this past Sunday. It wasn't pretty. I think we can both agree with that. But the Giants find a way to win this game. Uh, Graham Gano had a big, big impact with two 50 plus yard field goals. Special teams player of the week. Yeah, shout out Graham Gano, NFC Special Teams Player of the, the Week. Two 50 plus yard field goals in the fourth quarter. As the Giants just, they yeah, they never make it easy, Nick, right? The, what was the last time the Giants won a game by, like, 20 points where you didn't sweat it out? I feel like, but the Giants are 2-0, and 2-0 after, uh, after two weeks, and you've seen a lot of promising things this year, and you're happy with Dable's, the direction Dable has this giant squad going right now. I think one, I hate to say it, Zach, but the two wins we've seen from the Giants this year, they've both been very ugly wins with oh, a few yeah. breaks here and there. But at least they're but, winning the games. I feel like under yes. Judge, they were in these they like, were in these games but coming out on the losing side. That's what I think. Don't give your hopes up that we're going to have a 20-point victory somewhere here. We have these ugly, we scored 19 points, but hold the other team to 16. We maybe win because of a missed field goal and a comeback in the fourth quarter. They really... This roster's not good enough to win game quality games and win games by a high by like a pro standard. So they're gonna win a decent amount of games based on their schedule, I think. 
could possibly yeah, start four and Yeah, they could possibly start four and But no, all of these wins are going to not be pretty wins. I'm just going to warn you now, and don't get your hopes up about that. Monday, I'm telling you already, and the Giants are already trying to hype it up. But Monday is going to be probably the most anthem that life stadium has been for a Giant game in probably six years now at this point since 2016. Oh yeah, it's the whiteout, right? They're, they want to do a whiteout. They're doing a whiteout, so I think it's the color rush jerseys for Monday, and it's a whiteout Monday. No, this and is exciting, is, exciting stuff. This is very exciting, and you know what it is? The football's not going to be pretty, but it's not not with Cooper Rush. It's, but you know what? As long as we're winning the games, I guess it doesn't matter how you win them. As long as you win them, couldn't say it so, better. Doesn't not, have to be pretty, but. but... A W is a but W, it, right? But I'll say this too, and we'll kind of go and let's talk because we haven't really talked that much about the actual game itself. But you really do know. I do realize too. Look at this this roster right now, especially the big pieces in this roster. They're not going to be here long. You see it with the play calling. Daniel Jones really isn't being used that much. What do you throw? One, Twenty passes. Uh, 34, he finished 22, 34, 176, and a touchdown. Daniel Jones, if Daniel Jones plays like this throughout this, he's, like, just doing enough. He's not, like, he's not losing you know, games, but he's not, like, winning you the game. And if he plays like this, but they continue to win, it's, like, do you keep him? Like, statistically, he's not wowed you. And it's not just Jones, but you're seeing how the play calls are being run and how the plays are being done. A lot of it's going through Barkley. They don't trust Jones. It's clear from the how the, the play calls they're making. They don't trust Jones <laughs> to be the one making the play for them. Do you agree with that assessment? Yes, as he hasn't earned the trust yet. I don't know if he will this year. I don't know if they're just going to ride it out with him this year and then hopefully get someone else. But... um. You're also – it's not just Jones. Who's supposed to be our star receivers on this team, Zach? Kenny Galladay is just done. It. We were talking about – Kenny Galladay is a thief. This man should be arrested for robbery right now because he just stole 70-plus million dollars for the Giants the way he's playing. He has been absolutely non-existent on the field, and honestly, it that drives me crazy. It and it's taking attention away from a team that it's two and zero right now hasn't had this good of a start in six years, and yet, but I I keep hearing about Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay. It's I'm annoying. The, and I love Dable's response too. Did you hear the quote that Kenny Galladay had today at practice? What that he said I should be playing. Yes. Did you see what Dable responded? That I way? I have not seen Dable's response yet. Dable said he's glad he's happy he's not playing. And that's, I think, can't be a more perfect response to a disgruntled star. It's good. That means you have the fire, and that's what I want to see from you. And now show me that you deserve to play, and I love it. I think I love that a lot. I don't know how you feel about that, but I think that could be a more perfect response by Dable to that quote. I agree. I mean, and it's setting the tone what Dable's done all year already. Yeah, he's not gonna take. He's not gonna deal with this. With bullshit, which I respect, and I think this giant team needs. He's also putting Kenny Galloway in his place, but he's also doing it in a way to fire him up and fire up the rest of the team and earn your spot. 
I don't care who you are, earn your spot every day. And I love that. Is Richie That's James why the Giants are where they are? Is Richie James their leading receiver so far this year? Oh, let's find out. I think I'll in receptions right he might be. Which is insane. He is. He's well, 110 well, receiving you know, yards. It's clear that Dable doesn't know who he's going to with the ball because it's been a complete rotation of the wide receivers. Yeah, 10 receptions, 110 yards. I tell you, Dable is really rotating these receivers. Props to Sterling to coming back off that injury last year. He looked, he's playing well. I'm, I'm happy to see that. Yeah. I don't know if his future's going to be that much longer here. A lot of these guys on this roster, but look, they're winning games right now. And, you know, when. Joe Shane and uh, Brian Dable decided to build their core. We'll say now, you know how we talked about Jones not uh, coming back possibly, and then not and what they do with the quarterback situation this year. I got an interesting one for you. I heard it this week. It's something we haven't heard that much about, but I want to get your thoughts on it. So the Giants apparently are going to have eighty million in cap space this year. After this season, okay. you know what? Who's on the? Who's going to be a free agent this year? Lamar. Do you see him and Dable working together? You haven't thought about that. I didn't think of that until I heard someone bring it up this week. I just don't see Lamar leaving Baltimore. To be honest, well, he turned down the contract. They gave him a pretty good contract. It's like Aaron Judge right now. They gave him a good contract, but. Giants can pay him, and they, him and Dable can really work well together. Yeah, they could pay him. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely a big upgrade over Daniel Jones. Um, I don't think that's off the table, Zach. Especially if they play. I, I think it's year. unlikely. I think it's unlikely the Giants pick him up, but there's potential. I see. I see where you're going with it, but I, I'd say it's. I thought the Knicks had a better shot at Donovan Mitchell than the Giants ha- are going to have at uh, Lamar, to be honest with you. I don't know about that. I think it's a little bit better of a chance for the Giants. Because the cast space is going to be there. And the, I guess the only thing you could maybe say is, yes, Donovan Mitchell really want to come to the Knicks. But the asking price is way too high. But Lamar wants to go where the money is. And do you Joe think this, and Brian Dable want to play the money. Do you think this team is just a Lamar away from, like, being a 12-win team, 13-win you team? Know you, you know what it is, Zach? They're winning right now. They've won two games already with what the pieces they have, the pieces that are supposed to be used that they're not using. Now, you put trust in a star quarterback. I'm not, but at least if anything, too, maybe it won't prove to like, okay, the Giants are going to win 13 games next year with Lamar Jackson and a quarterback. It's a start of building a core here under the Joe Shane Brian Dable era. And it won't be a long rebuild if it had to be that way. It probably would be a 500 team under Lamar in the first year. And then you could probably get some more pieces in the second year and compete for the playoffs and win 12, 13 games. Yeah, this could be this could be a three year plan. If he's definitely a big upgrade over DJ, but 
I just don't know if Lamar is going to want to come to the Giants, to be honest. Do they have enough talent around to attract? I feel like he wants to go to a team. If he's going to leave Baltimore, he, he's going to want to go to a team that can win the Super Bowl right away. But he's – no, I think he's just looking for the money because Baltimore offered him a good contract and he turned it down. He wants to get paid. He wants that guaranteed money too. I think that was the biggest He wants issue. that guaranteed money, yeah. I get that, it. As a quarterback who plays like he plays, he's going to take more hits, right? So the likelihood of him getting – a shorter career get because of injury is higher because he's going to take more hits. I mean, look at all the running quarterbacks it's, we've seen who've had their careers shortened. It's not just that. It's the fact that the Browns gave Deshaun Watson what they gave Deshaun Watson. That screwed up yes, the Deshaun quarterback Watson. market. If you want to talk about a market exactly. breaker that's completely screwed the entire market over for the quarterbacks, that's it. Because Kyler Murray's deal is as high as that is, is because of Deshaun Watson. So now Lamar want a deal like that as well. But the Sean Watson deal didn't exist. We're not talking this type of money right now. It's still crazy to me that Sean Watson got that deal. Especially with all the off season up with all the off the field controversy. Uh yeah, it's insane the Browns paid him. I guess if you're star quarterbacks out there, get him at all costs, right? Yeah, we'll see what he does in Cleveland. We'll see. Only time will tell, Zach, but it's a great time uh, right now. Record-breaking home runs, some meaningful games going into October, meaningful NFL games going into October. Mets are playoff bounds. Rangers look good to start the hockey season in a a month. Training camp opens today. What a time to be alive, Zach. What a time to be a New Yorker. Well, not really, but... The Mets are going to the playoffs. (laughs) Let's go. It's been been way too long, and six uh, years. It's been six years. It's also been six years since Big Blue started the season two and zero. And I have some excitement for football. Big Monday night game. Nick, are the Giants gonna get the job done Monday night? I felt better about it before this past weekend, but um, what's the Cowboys backup quarterback name? Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush actually played decent, and they pulled out a win against the Bengals. So. I was more confident in this before this past Sunday and then being the Bengals, but I still think I I still think the Giants the Giants are a point favorite right now, so it really is a toss up on Monday. They're one point uh favorite right now at home. Nah. So the Giants it became again, a toss up game. I think the Giants can pull it off, but no, it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be one of the most anticipated giant games in six years. As sad as that is to say. Since uh, what was it? it? Was two years ago when the Giants beat the Cowboys in that crazy game to become six and ten. Remember, they almost got the playoff. They almost got the playoff spot. Oh uh, yeah, we before the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles blew it. Yeah. Us. Uh, yeah. Screw them. But yeah, I mean the Gi- the Giants are gonna get the job. I I'm confident the Dables gonna have this team ready, and they're gonna protect the home field, the whiteout. All right. Giants get the job done in a uh, in a, in a gritty 17-14 game. It's gonna be something like that. that. What do you got at the store here? You got 17-14? It's gonna be low scoring for sure. No team's gonna score over like 27 points. I'll go, I'll go 13-10 Giants. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be a low scoring game. Uh, 13-10. Yeah, we'll okay, go 17-14. Go. Big blue gets the job done. All right. 
Yeah, we'll see, see what happens, Zach. Yeah, and uh, I think that's all the time we have for today. As always, uh, thank you for tuning in, and make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and on TikTok if you're not following us already. Yeah, appreciate you guys listening as always, and we'll see you next time.